Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,358. Today, a unique and new way to buy and sell cars online. This is pretty cool. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Pepper Pike, Ohio, with a very special guest by the name of Mitch Shear. Mitch, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? Absolutely. All right. Now, normally when I go to the dentist, it's not a bad experience, but it's like, uh, I don't really want to be here. Today I'm with a dentist, but this is going to be fun because we're going to be dealing with cars. And before I introduce you and we dive into this new venture you're involved with, what's one little thing that people don't know about you, Mitch? Um, I would say that I'm a pretty big musician. I've played drums basically my whole life. Um, my father also plays drums, so I always had a drum set in the house growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also play piano and guitar, a little bit, little ukulele. Yeah. You know, this is a, a reoccurring theme, it seems like, here at Cars. Yeah, so many of my guests, and a uh, guest I had on just two days ago from the UK, plays in a band, plays the guitar. I've played the guitar my whole life. I've got a Fender Strat hanging on the wall behind me. Uh, that's actually a limited edition hot rod version. Uh, strat which is kind of cool this is an interesting thing that uh, so many car people are really into music and of course if you're familiar with singer porsches rob dickinson who's been a guest many times and become a friend he came from a rock band so uh what do you think it is about car people and instruments i don't know just the maybe the creative side of the brain and just likes cars too i don't know (laughs) yeah very interesting well you're a talented guy let me give you an introduction here and we're going to dive into something new that you're doing that i know my listeners are going to find very interesting mitch shear is a dentist who's also an automotive enthusiast and the co-founder of drive down cars It's a boutique website for enthusiasts aiming at simplifying the car buying process. And instead of the usual wait to the end last minute buying frenzy, Mitch and his co-founder Taylor Davis, who's going to be a future guest on the show, have come up with a unique and easier process. Sellers list a vehicle to the drive down website for seven days. There's no negotiating, but each day the price will come down, that's right, by a set amount, unless the car's been sold, a buyer can decide that the vehicle is worth it, or they can wait a few days, two, three, or more, up to the seven-day listing period, but instead of waiting to see what happens, bidders can also place a proxy offer at a lower price or simply buy the car. Have we captured your attention? I think so. So listen to learn more. But first, a moment with our sponsors. They keep uh, they keep me in the, well, maybe out of the dentist chair by eating more healthy. You're on Cars Yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. Buckle up. Did you know that Cars Yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Lipson, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique 
in very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Mitch, uh... Tell me the story. How does a dentist who loves cars get involved in creating a website that makes it easier for people to buy and sell cars? This is very cool. All right. So, yeah. So, I've always been interested in cars. It's always been kind of a deep-rooted passion. Uh, My grandfather owned a dealership, a Chrysler Plymouth dealership back in the day. And then my father inherited that. And then after that, my father was always in the automotive business. So, growing up, I was just always ingrained in that automotive industry and i love like driving the golf cart around and right when i could get my license i was always driving so i ended up going to college and to get an engineering degree because i figured okay i'm gonna work for an automotive company or own my own company and do something in the automotive space i love building things and working with my hands um, so i started off in the um, honors engineering program at ohio state and then soon after realized that it was all CAD and not really working with my hands. Yeah. And I came from an entrepreneurial background, so I knew I wanted to do something that I could own a business, work with my hands, and not sit at a desk. So someone mentioned dentistry, and I was like, huh, I had never thought about it before. I had never had any work done. I just went for routine cleanings. So I changed my major from engineering to a business degree, management information systems, mm-hmm. with an engineering minor and then all the pre-dent um, prerequisites. For pre-med, yeah. Wow. Yep. So then I got into dental school right after college and became a dentist. And I've been practicing for six years. And that's been great. And I own a business and I own two practices and I love it. But it gave me the opportunity to buy and sell and collect cars as a hobby. So I was buying and selling cars and realized how big of a pain it was and just how much time I was wasting 
trying to do these private sales. And I didn't just want to trade into a dealership because obviously you don't get the money there. So I was listing cars on AutoTrader and Facebook Marketplace. And I just, <laughs> I just keep saying I would get 50, is it still available right away? And I would answer all of them. Half of those people wouldn't respond after that. And then the other half would say, hey, would you take 30 grand today when it's listed at 45 or 50 grand? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, so I realized... And, and you have to be nice to each one of them well, of course. because you don't know if you're going to be the second person that reaches out or the 52nd person. And so between seeing patients and at night, I would be answering these people and just answering all their questions only to be let down with them ghosting me or lowballing me. So I started to think, how can I make a process that has built in negotiation? So you just can't do that. So it's still you privately listing the car, but we're, we have this site to help you and keep you away from those people because they don't have that option. They can either buy it or or not. Yeah. And they can't really communicate with you and they can't negotiate. Because if you give them the opportunity to talk to you, they're gonna lowball you, they're gonna just annoy you and just waste your time. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like, uh, it's yeah, it's just do it or not. Wow, well this is very cool. You know, when I, I first heard about what you were doing, I went, what? Uh, huh? This doesn't make sense. It's a complete opposite of the normal thing. But as you explain it now, it makes perfect sense because any of us that have sold a car that way, yeah. And tire kickers, man, they waste a lot of time. You know, it's just it's like, I don't know. Anyway, it's a quite, it's a really interesting thing. How does the seller come in and sell the car? Is there a fee or anything? And then what happens to when the buyer buys the car? Do they pay the fee? So in short, just this quickly it's free for sellers and a, the industry standard five percent for buyers got it so a seller will submit their car and then we look at it and decide if if we can add value to that car so so if there's a five-year-old f-150 sure a great car but we don't feel like we can add value to that listing so that's not a great fit but any sort of M car, like BMW M car or Porsche 911 or Cayman, whatever, something like that, or an enthusiast car or a Miata or an S2000, something that there's a cult following, we feel like we can add value. And we have a good amount of sponsorships and collaborators that, that also add value. So it's cars like that. Um, but yeah, so free for sellers, they submit the car, we accept it, and then it starts running. It'll go into coming soon so we can start marketing it. And then it'll go live. And again, be live for seven days. And yeah, and then when the buyer clicks buy it now, it'll little box will come up saying, you understand that this is a binding buy it now, and that your card is gonna be charged 5%, and that you owe the full purchase price to directly to the seller. And when they click that buy now button, it's the same as the other types of auction sites. It just connects the buyer and seller via email and says, hey guys, here's the information, each other's information, here's some tips on how to finish a good transaction and then go from there. Very cool. Yeah, yeah very cool. Well, uh, it's a very interesting concept, and that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show and get your, your co-founder on the show as well. So, yeah, it's buying cars has changed so much, and I think COVID accelerated all this. At what point in time, like when did the site launch, and at what point in time did you, from the time you said, here's my idea to you guys launch, what was that time period like? So I came up with the idea, I believe, in February of 21, and then I presented it to Taylor, my co-founder, 
probably a couple weeks after that, after I made like a whole pitch deck and everything. And then we hired a developer in May, a development team in New York, and they worked on it for about a little over a year. And then we ran into some issues and their capabilities. So we ended up switching developers and then now our developer now finished it about a month ago. So we've been live for a month and actually we're building a brand new site in the background right now. Our, our current one is fully capable, but we're just building something a little more robust and with some new things that are, we're just already realizing already that'll be better and just some, some better user interface and experience that can improve it. It's a work in progress. It always is uh, with anything new like this. So yeah, and I'm assuming your users and sellers and buyers will also offer you opportunities to improve and change. And uh, yeah, that's never ending. That, uh, sorry to say oh. that will never end. <laughs> so, but, but that's just part of the deal. Well, I'm yep. really, really excited. This is very cool. And it's quite interesting that you went in the field of medicine and you're a dentist, but that you turned your passion and uh, into a side hustle, if you will, which is quite fascinating. But uh, bravo to you and your your uh, partner there is he also in medicine or is he a venture capital guy or how how did he get involved no so he his family owns a bmw jaguar land rover dealership in oh, cleveland okay got it all right he's got a lot of dealership experience so his father obviously owns the dealership yeah now um so with the connections and his experience i felt like it would be a perfect fit and he's he's my best friend too so oh, it, well, even better it just, yeah so yeah, so yeah. we've just been going at it, working together for the last two years, and we're really excited with what we came up with. Yeah, this is very cool, as if you're not busy enough with two dental practices, but uh, my hat's <laughs> off to you. you know, you're a guy that likes to likes to stay busy. I can tell that. So uh, absolutely spectacular. You know, I like to ask guests uh, about what I call our driving inspirations, people that are very influential in your life that have been very helpful, mentors, if you will. Is there somebody in your world like that? Yeah, my father. So as I was saying, he's he's always been in the automotive field and he's just been a serial entrepreneur. Um, he had a pretty big business that consulted for Ford. Um, and now he's just out of the automotive space, basically retired. But now he's doing the, uh, he's doing this golf app with the pro and he's doing some other things. He's just always same thing, hustling and just he likes to stay busy. He can't sit around and I definitely inherited that from him, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sit still well. My father was the same way. So yeah. I'm the same way too. I just don't like sitting around, like doing things. So uh, uh, here I sit talking to over 2,350 people on cars. Wow. Yeah. When I started this, it was kind of a little uh, hobby thing uh, so I could be home to care for my wife and uh, look where we sit nine years later. So be careful what you wish for. You might just get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. We talk about challenges, which are important, important learning lessons, especially for people that are entrepreneurial. Uh, has there been one maybe distinct challenge? in putting this whole thing together? Um, yeah, I mean, the development process was supposed to take six months. I, I knew it would take longer than that, but I didn't expect two years. Yeah. And just dealing with those issues has been a struggle, but I'm glad, again, that we're here now and that we're rebuilding a brand new site in the background. And so it's all uphill, I guess. But. <laughs> well, we hope so. It's it's like a car restoration in many ways. Sometimes until you start taking everything apart, you don't quite know what you've got to work with. And then when you have to put it all back together and make it work, uh, there's always extra things that you don't 
realize you want to do as well. So uh, I always say to people that want to do an automotive restoration project, figure your maximum budget and triple it because yeah. that's where you're going to, or like building a house, right? It's it's yeah. the same What? Yeah, it just, uh, yeah, we did, when we started what was a, well, 12 years ago, a small addition to our home that, yeah, exploded into a major remodel. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that's how it goes. Well, if we look forward to your bucket list of where you would like drive down cars to be in the future, do you have some kind of a vision that you've looked out and say, here's where we want to be in two or three years? Yeah, I mean, we would love to be doing, we still want to stay boutique. Uh, we still want to have the customer service. And I know the bigger sites probably said at the beginning too, mm-hmm. but our goal is to be at about three cars a day. And just put that in perspective, like bring a trailer does 110 a day and the other sites are doing 20 to 30 to 50 a day. So three a day is plenty. I mean, we were, it's, it's me, Taylor, and then another um, minority partner and then an employee. Mm-hmm. Obviously that'll grow, but yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our, it will. Goal, our reasonable goal is three cars a day being sold. I've had Randy from Bring a Trailer on the show several times. I've become friends with him, and I sold a car through him. First time I've ever done this. I've always sold my cars privately because I'm kind of a car nut, and people love buying cars for me because they're so. But I decided to sell a very uh, rare, unique car, and uh, the process was interesting. But uh, at the, I just had him on the show not too long ago. We talked at length about you know he sold, of course, his business, but he's still there and in billion dollar goal and all these things. And yeah, but you think about Randy. I mean, he he worked for ten years on his project before they even started the auction part of it so these things take a long time to build trust and everything uh at least you have a look back of all these other companies and many are trying to do what bring a trailer is doing uh very hard to catch up with that ship though it has already sailed way out there onto the horizon there's a great goal to set and no doubt you're going to reach that probably sooner than you think and then it will just keep doubling and doubling and doubling and uh, we'll talk again in a year and you'll go gee whiz mark why didn't you tell me what my life was going to be like (laughs) yeah i think you're gonna have great success no doubt yeah and i always say like bring a trailer and those they're not our competitors like we're not trying to compete with them um it's helping us they're i mean they're creating awareness when that wall street journal article came out and i mean a lot more people are hearing about it but the funny thing is a lot of these cars that we're listing now and we're getting fielding buyers and sellers a lot of them still haven't heard of of bring a trailer Mm -hmm. so it's still such an untapped market and I think bring a trailer is getting towards the capped amount. Like they can't, if they start doing 500 cars a day, no one's going to read the email. So I think they're at critical capacity and, and the other companies might get there too. But I think, again, it's still very untapped. There's still enough we can all do well. And yeah, we're not trying to compete with them. It's a, it's a different model. Um, and it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the market has changed so radically so fast, especially COVID. I think it, well, I don't think I know it accelerated all of it. And I look at people and I'm, I'm probably your father's age, maybe older. And so I've been around doing this for a long time. I remember back to the days where you'd rush to the, the stand to buy the paper auto trader or even the newspaper. Now I was a paper boy as a kid, so I could see all the cars for sale at four <laughs> in the morning when my paper showed up. But uh, now even people 
my age, as my son always loves to call me Mr. Boomer, um, we, we're very used to buying online now. It's not scary anymore. It's like this is working. It's easy. They've worked through all the quirks. So yeah, the market is just expanding, expanding, expanding. So uh, no doubt you guys are online for some great successes. Let's talk a little bit more about you, though, Mitch. I want to learn a little bit more about you and cars since you said you've been a car guy working and being around your grandfather with his car world and your dad. Is there one special vehicle in your life that has really stood out so far? And if so, tell me about that ride. Um, I mean, gone through a bunch in the last few years, <laughs> but I think my, at least what I plan on keeping for a while that I have currently is a 997.1 GT3. Nice. Um, it's white with factory white wheels. Yeah, I mean, it's just a really good build, and I just, I love that thing. Now, did you find that car new, or did you buy it through an auction site? No, I found it from a dealer in Arizona. Um, I just had found it online and spoke to the dealer and bought it. And actually, yeah, I bought it sight unseen. He sent me hundreds of pictures and probably 70 paint meter readings that I was like, is the paint good? And he just sent me a ton of paint reader. And was that the Scottsdale dealership, the Penske dealership? No, it was uh, it was a boutique. It oh, was, boutique. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, my listeners know Porsche is my mark of choice. Uh, love those cars. Uh, the GT3s, of course, are the pinnacles. And uh, yeah, they just keep, Porsche just keeps pounding them out. The problem nowadays for the last three years is even finding a car. And uh, yeah. the prices have just, well, I lucked out from that because when I sold my turbo, I got a record price. It still holds for for that car. So yeah, it's uh, it's a weird market right now. Which, uh, which gen turbo did you have? A 1987. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that made it special was it was one of only three cars painted, paint to sample at the factory in a non-Porsche standard color metallic pearl orange. Wow. I called it my orange crush. So, uh, yeah. And luckily it was bought by a local guy up here that I know just 45 minutes from my house. So, uh, he said, Mark, the car is really still yours. It's just living in my garage. So come and drive it anytime you want. And he's got one heck of a garage. He's got a massive collection of Porsches. So it's, I always say my car is living in a much nicer garage surrounded by its cousins. Yeah. So it's, it's very, very happy. But uh, yeah, that was a special car. Had that car for 14 years and bought it out of... Uh, actually out of uh, Carmel, Indiana, but the car originally came from Ohio. So uh, from the dealer there. So there you go. Uh, not too far from you. So I'm a bit of a car psychologist. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here, Mitch. See how you work, how you think. If you were reincarnated as a vehicle, what would you be and why? Um, Probably a 997.1 GT. <laughs> what you're driving today. Yeah, just something that like it just likes to be active and actually like used and i mean it, it doesn't sit still well <laughs> yeah it doesn't sit still well it's bright i mean it just yeah likes to go <laughs> yeah I, under, I i get it that kind of makes sense uh i have a, that question is answered that way by many guests because they finally found the car that just feels like them and i think for you listeners out there we'll get this and you'll get it mitch when we find a car that we get in it and we just go this is it and it's, it's just a sense of feeling right yeah yeah so uh there you go well you're you're driving something quite fun we love books here because you learn great things is there a great book that you've read that you'd like to share with the listeners today um i honestly I'm, oh, uh, you're I'm, too busy to read i hear you yeah i'm not a big reader i mean i'm bad as it sounds and being like an academic and everything i'm just yeah. not 
Um, I mean, when I read, I definitely don't read fiction, Mm -hmm. but I like learning. It's not always about automotive things, but I'm I'm just always watching videos on just whether it's dentistry or just business tips. But actually, I guess I can say a book I've read recently is Zero to One. Ah, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good entrepreneurial book. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that I prefer. Yeah, more that's than a good fiction. one. Well, I'll give you a little tip here, and you probably obviously know about audiobooks, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, one thing that I've taught a lot of people, and I've learned this through my wife who devours books along with my son and daughter, that's why they're all smarter than I am, is uh, you can get a library card and get free audiobooks sent right to your device. Uh, and if they don't have the book you want, you request it, and they'll get it and send it to you. And I tell this to people, and they go, what? You mean I don't have to pay for it through, you know, I have nothing against Audible or any of those, but say, no, you can get pretty much any book you want for free. And I uh, don't even have to go to the library other than to get your your first card, and you're all set. So uh, maybe for a guy that likes to do things, you could get those, listen to them while you're driving or while you're working on your car or whatever you're doing. Maybe you don't want to listen to books while you're working on somebody's mouth, though, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, we can't talk back. That's the, th- the problem with having my dentist who loves cars. He always asks me about cars, but then I can't answer because open wide. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm going to enable you to have a little fun today, Mitch. This is a game I play with all my guests. I am going to buy you any car in the world. So you're going to have to park that Porsche for a little bit. And I will provide you with a dream ride at no cost because I'm going to buy it. You can take it anywhere. But here's the fun part. You have to take somebody along with you. And it could be somebody who's no longer around, somebody from the past. So what's the car? Where are you going to be driving? And who are you going to be with? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So the car, and not to be uh, cliche with Doug DeMiro, because I had always said it before he got it, but I mean, a Carrera GT is my grail car. Uh-huh. Uh, and and I, if I would drive it somewhere, I would go back to the Autobahn and definitely take it on there. And who would I drive with? Um, hmm. <laughs> oh, if, if it was going to be someone alive, it would be my co-founder. He's not married yet, um, but we always talk about his bachelor party going to Germany and going on the autobahn. So yeah, yeah. I have to mention that. Um, but probably, I guess probably my grandfather, because at the end cool. of the day, yeah, he's the one. I mean, he's not with us anymore, but yeah, he's the one who all this automotive um ancestry started yeah, with yeah from so yeah yeah i'd love to yeah very cool you know career gt that that is one of those uh i think it was like the four holy grails of supercar porsches i've never been able to drive one i've been a passenger in one have you ever had the pleasure of driving one Nope, I've sat in one or sat in a couple, but I've not been in it when it was on. Most <laughs> people that own those won't toss you the keys. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, but that's a pretty special car. So, well, I have no doubt one day you'll have one of those in your garage. So, uh, that's the goal. yeah, that's the goal. Got always, got always have one of those. Well, Mitch, you've taken us on a really fun ride today, and I can't thank you enough for uh, sharing this really cool new idea. DriveDownCars.com. Is that the best place for people to go and learn about what you're doing? Yes, it is. Yeah, very cool. That's easy to find, listeners. Of course, I'll put a link, but just drive down cars, all one word, dot com. Go and check it out. Spend a little time there. Bounce around. I did that last night. And at first, again, when I heard this concept, I went, I don't see how this is making any sense. But once you're there and you start looking at it, you go, okay, now I see what you're up to. There could be a great advantage in many ways for buyers and sellers. And it definitely has a new niche section 
in the online car buying experience, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Could you share maybe some parting words of inspiration, a mantra, or some kind of success quote for our listeners today? Well, so first off, just it does sound like an interesting or weird idea because the price is going down and no one wants that. But if you think about the normal car dealership market or the the house market, a car gets listed. If it doesn't sell for two weeks, the dealership lowers the price. So it's the same thing. It's a supply and demand kind of thing, but ours is accelerated and transparent. So it shows the seven days of pricing. You know exactly how much it's going to be in seven days. And if that's all you want to pay for it or can afford, you can wait those seven days. But again, you risk missing out on it to someone else before that, that values the car at a higher price. Yeah. So as crazy as it sounds, it's not the price dropping concept isn't new. And then this, this auction style submission process isn't new either, but the, the combination of the both is new. Yeah. So it's disrupting, but it's not crazy. <laughs> I love disruptors. You know, one thing I was going to ask you too, because you're a younger, younger uh, guy, is uh, your opinion on electric vehicles. Uh, they're coming down super fast. You know, I've been in the market since I sold my turbo. I've been looking really seriously at the uh, 718 GTS 4.0 Cayman, uh, which everybody goes, Mark, you're a 911 guy. I've had so many of those, but I just like that car. The challenge, of course, with Porsches, as you know, is finding one that's not been mm-hmm. radically marked up over MSRP. I just can't buy a car <laughs> over MSRP. Can't do it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, but that's the market. So, but they're going to be stopping. In fact, I don't even think you can get alloc- allocations are about to end here because that car is going to go electric. What's your opinion, being a young guy and seeing this massive change that I've never seen the car industry before of the electric vehicles? Uh, I mean, I, I'm i not a fan. Um, I've had the opportunity to drive a bunch of them because my co-founder Taylor obviously gets in a lot in trade. Um, so I've driven all the BMW ones. I've driven all the Teslas, Platt, I mean, everything. And I, I mean, they're fast as heck, but I, it just isn't, it just, it makes me nauseous. Like I need, <laughs> I need that noise. I need the yeah. feeling. I, and I don't like the piped in noise, right? Like I want, I need an actual engine. So I, it bums me out, but I, I mean, hopefully they let us still keep some gas cars in the future. Um, I just don't want to be forced into constantly driving an electric car. And for, for daily driving, sure. Um, but I don't drive that much. So mm-hmm. when I drive my currently three miles or four miles to work, like I want to enjoy it. I want to smile. There you um, go. Electric cars just don't do it for me right now. So. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Have you had a chance to drive a Taycan? Yes. Yeah, I mean, pretty impressive. But again, where's the noise? You know, yep. it's like, eh, I want the, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. So how about leaving us with parting words of wisdom or a mantra of some kind? I mean, I would just say with anyone trying to start a company, um, it's, it's really difficult, but if you're really passionate about it, do it. And a passion project can turn into a full-time job and you'll just love every day of life then. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, now hopefully it doesn't take you away from your patients. So I'm guessing your patients love you very much. So uh, um, you'll still be in the dentistry industry for a while, you think? Yeah. I mean, we'll see where this goes, but yeah, I mean. You never know. You never know. (laughs) Well, Mitch, thank you for being so generous with your time. Thank you for being uh, uh, so daring and bold to start this new venture. I think it's great. DriveDownCars.com, no doubt, will be a success. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you 
down the road. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. 20, 50, or 100 years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives. The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah! Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!